Hi, welcome to Anto Knows. This is episode 83 of Anto Knows. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sentenced to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the Maxim Starcade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive a soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, no one else can help. And if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Back in 1983, that was an opening narration. What a great opening narration. That was terrific. For a TV show that was more or less sort of out of its time. It premiered right after the Super Bowl that year, and it was a big deal to premiere right after the Super Bowl for a big two-parter called Mexico Slide Ride, okay? And it was a two-parter. They ran it like a TV movie. When they re-premiered it again on NBC at 8 o'clock, they premiered it as a two-parter, okay? Now, how did all of this get started? How did this even get a concept? Well, we have to thank Brandon Tartikoff first because Brandon Tartikoff was more or less a TV genius. He came up with tons of TV that all of us have watched over and over again. He helped Seinfeld get on the air. He helped Alf get on the air. He got dozens and dozens of TV shows on the air, including Saved by the Bell and, of course, The A-Team. Now, uh, Richard J. Campbell, this guy, he was a he was a really famous writer for television. He helped write The Greatest American Hero, helped co-create that show, and he also co-created The A-Team. Now, if you asked him about The A-Team, he would have said, I hated that title. That was such a dumb, generic title. He said it was so stupid. But it was easy to remember. That's what Tartikoff told him. He said, ever see The Dirty Dozen? He says, yeah. Did you ever see uh, Mad Max, where they go and they take vehicles and turn them all into tanks and stuff like that? He says, yeah. He said, did you ever see Rocky Three, the guy with all the jewelry and the big and the big mohawk? And he went, yeah. And he says, well, he drives the car. And they go, that's what I'm going to do, and it's going to be called The A-Team. I want, you to co- I want you to write this show. So he went, huh? So that was more or less where he, it came from. Hannibal, the guy who was the leader of the A-Team, played by George Papard. Now, George Papard, very, very famous actor. is probably the most famous thing he was in was Breakfast at Tiffany's. But he was in a lot of other shows where he played action girls. So he's the leader of this crack commando unit. was Vietnam, and they were accused of robbing the Bank of Hanoi before the Vietnam War ended. But before they could prove the mission that proved that they did it, they did it under orders. Their commander, who uh, was at their headquarters, got killed. So after he got killed, uh, they they had no proof that they were sent on a mission to do this. So they were arrested. But then eventually, when they came back to the United States, they escaped. So the beautiful Amy Allen. That's where she enters the picture of this. So the first episode, um, Mexico Slide Ride, they did this. She uh, finds out a friend of hers who is another reporter who is doing an investigation down there. And there's a group of bad guys are working with these gorillas, not the ape kind, but the other kind, the gorillas and commandos. We're also drug dealers. And the big chubby guy that uh, is wheeling the big M60 in that episode, 
he makes several appearances throughout the A-Team as a bad guy and somewhat good guy and later on one of my favorite episodes. So the uh, she uh, finds out, and she's, what about that commando team? So she hires uh, the A-Team to go to Mexico and rescue her friend. So eventually, at the end of the episode, she says, I'm going to join your team, and I have the press behind me, and I have the... Uh, the Fourth Amendment, and I have all these other things that say that I can, I have the First Amendment behind me and says that I can be a uh, reporter and talk about you, and that way give you in a positive light, as these like Robin Hood types, they say. You're more or less just modern Western heroes who ride into town, rescue the town, and save everybody, and then ride out again. But the only difference here is this. Each of them are uh, a, a ranked officer. Murdoch the ace is a uh, is a uh, pilot, and he's a uh, captain. B.A. Barak is this mechanical genius who could turn a car into a tank and then anything like that. Is their sergeant, uh, and Face Man is a lieutenant, and of course their command is a Colonel Hannibal Smith. Okay. And a master of disguise and a little bit of a uh, actor on the side. So they uh, go down to Mexico and they do exactly what they said. They do these scrounging. Now the only thing that's different is that Face is played by a different actor. Because uh, they felt that Dirk Benedict was too young to look like a guy who was in Vietnam. And they said, well, later on they, they changed that. They said this other guy wouldn't work out. And what was weird was originally they wanted to get rid of Dwight Schultz, who played Murdoch, and they wanted uh, him to play. Uh, they they got rid of him, and he didn't even know he was getting fired. And after he got fired, he uh, they brought in Dirk Benedict. And Dirk Benedict worked better. And uh, that scene where the Cylon walks by, well, because that's an homage to his... Uh, date in uh, the original Battlestar Galactica. So this is where he makes his debut. After this big two-parter, oh, at the end of the first, towards the end of the first part where Amy meets Hannibal for the first time, she says, uh, he gives her, he thought she actually thinks he's a homeless guy, and she gives him $20, and he says, you're a princess, in a world of dragons. I always thought that was a beautiful line. So there you go. So we're off to the races. Every kid, you didn't call your friends on uh, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, okay? Uh, and what a lineup. What a great lineup, okay? The A-Team at 8, Riptide, a great detective series at 9, and who can forget Remington Steel. Wasn't that a great show, too? You... Your lineup was packed, more or less, on Tuesday nights. Oh, no, I, I can't. That's why I watch my shows, you know. And everybody, that was more or less what everybody did on Tuesday nights back in 1983. And it was a good lineup, too. And NBC really appreciated it because while everybody else was doing comedies, ABC ruled the roost at that time with Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy and other shows like that. They, uh, the A-Team was totally different. It was an action show. And the kids loved that, you know. 
and and we'll go on from there. So uh, Dirk Benedict makes his debut in uh, the Children's of Jamestown. So uh, and we we they Amy is a part of the group now, and they've got that great van with the red stripe on it, this big black van with a red stripe and the red tires. And they've got their uh, first they used M16s, and then they used another style of rifle later on, and they used pistols. In this episode. They go to rescue a young girl, this guy who's like in Jamestown, kind of like, you know, uh, what what had happened in Jonestown. And this guy's got dark sunglasses and he's quoting the Bible and all this other stuff. And he's just he's just a lunatic, basically. There's nothing to do with religion. It has to do with power. And even the A-team even tell Amy, Amy's scared. They, they all got captured and they all think they're going to die. And... Uh, they said, don't worry about death, accept death, and it keeps you loose, because they, they were captured in Vietnam at one time, and so forth. Of course, they escape, and they uh, break into uh, uh, a nearby uh, farmhouse, and they eventually turn a, uh, a tank into a, a propane tank into a flamethrower, and they are able to defeat all of Jamestown soldiers with their M-16s and everything like that. Boards to Corns, uh, uh, B.A.'s friend is uh, locked up in prison, and he was another famous actor who used to be a football player. And uh, a kid asks the Mr. T for help because he's like, you know, living in a, an old abandoned house, so they all work together to uh, help uh, free him uh, because uh, he used to be a one-time uh, weightlifting uh, champ. A small, deadly little wall, Hannibal plays uh, uh, cat and mouse with a group of police officers. A, a honest police officer comes to the A-team, and mind you, they're still wanted by the military, first by a soldier known as Colonel Lynch, and I think that's the same actor who was in Airplane and a couple of other big movies. He plays this guy who's desperately trying to capture the... And it seems every time he tries to capture them, they escape. So an honest police officer tells them, look, there's this group of uh, SWAT team that are like special weapons and tactics, just like you guys are, and I figure you could bring them into justice and, and, and stop them. The interesting part of casting is the head of these police officers... Is uh, later on he plays a another character called General Fulbright who's after the A team, and uh, the other guy is the Great Steen Stockwell. Yes, from the original Quantum Leap, he's and he's been in Married to the Mob and he was in uh, the remake of Battlestar Galactica. He was in dozens and dozens of TV shows. He's like a TV legend, uh, and in this he plays sort of like a bad guy who is like always after pretty girls and stuff like that. A bad day at Bad Rock while uh, treating a wound BA gets uh, shot and Murdoch's got to come there and Murdoch's inside a a vet hospital where they all think he's crazy but he just acts crazy so he can stay there and they can give him medical treatment and he doesn't have to Worry about, you know, a place to stay and a job and everything like that. So he just acts cuckoo. So uh, Amy breaks him out of the mental ward so that he can uh, get their 
but to save them. But, uh, so they get him some treatment, but some bad guys are on the way, and they've got to go and stop them. Now, I don't remember this episode. Episode 6, The Rabbit Who Ate Las Vegas. And I'm like, oh, every time I see this episode, I said, do I remember it? And then midway through it, it's the way you're weird, the way your memory works. So there's uh, some mobster-style gangsters. Uh, So Amy and Face pretend to be newlyweds while... Uh, while Hannibal disguises himself as a hitman. Holiday in the Hills, the uh, team crashes in the backwoods, so they're out in the middle of South America somewhere. The big gag is that Mr. T is always afraid to fly, which is crazy. How did he handle this in Vietnam if they got to jump on helicopters every 10 minutes or they got to jump on airplanes every 10 minutes? That doesn't make any sense. So they always have to knock him out so that they can help help him get him to wherever they're going, which it makes no sense. So they fake out the uh, BA that they're still in South America somewhere, but turns out they're in uh, North Carolina somewhere, and Murdoch crashes the plane, and now hillbillies are after them, and they're going to burn a guy at the stake, so the A-team, of course, rescue him. I don't think uh, Amy is in that episode at all either. Uh, the out-of-towners, the uh, team takes on uh, a New York uh, shopkeeper. So uh, everybody goes to New York, but really it's Los Angeles in some Hollywood back lot. And they go to New York, and they are uh, a whole group of shopkeepers are being terrorized by a sinister mobster. The same actor who was in Midnight Run and one of the best cop shows from the 80s and 90s, a great cop show called Homicide Life on the Street. And he played uh, the main villain in uh, a James Bond film to uh, uh, to uh, live for your, no, not live for your dying heart, to uh, die. The first uh, uh, movie... And he was uh, really, really good. He's no longer with us, but he, he was, he's a great you know, great actor. So in in this, he plays sort of like this downtown kind of uh, gangster. And eventually the A-team uh, defeat him, of course. All these shows basically get to be sort of routine. A group of people ask the A-team for help. And then they go through all these uh, to, to smoke out, which are are plants from the military, and which ones are really legit and want help. And then the A-team helps them. Or the A-team are on their way to someplace else, and then there's uh, they need to help out some people. Uh, West Coast Turnaround, the team do uh, is a, a market. Now, this is the, uh, the one I've just talked about. So the A-team are on their way somewhere else, and a group of uh, people are being uh, starved out. They're pickers and growers. And uh, I remember Murdoch sitting there with one of his, his rifle on his shoulder, and he says, it's just like a taste of the Third Reich. And they go, yeah. So these guys are basically terrorizing these group of people, forcing them to pick produce for him or if they don't. So they don't have enough money for food. There's women and children out there. It's really, really terrible. Women and the man that come to him, 
It's the same actor who used to be on a show called uh, In the Heat of the Night. Remember that actor? He played a character named Bubba. Yes, remember him? Yes, well, he plays this guy. He got. we need your help. So the A-team uh, helped them. And one more time, uh, this is basically very, very strange, okay? So Colonel Lynch, in all his efforts, finally captures the A-team, okay? So you would say that's good for him, right? Wouldn't it be? No, it's not. All of a sudden, some higher-ups in the uh, military... Uh, probably for the CIA. So this is general that has been captured by some South American bad guys, and the military can't go in and rescue him because we don't have any jurisdiction there. You have to go in as a commando unit and rescue him. He says, "You you do that, and we'll give you a five minute head start." So they capture B. A. Uh, Animal Smith and uh, and Face. Now, Amy and Murdoch don't know that they've been captured, so they follow them because they somehow sneak onto this military base where Colonel Lynch is there. And off they go down to South America. And it's, of course, B.A.'s own will fly, and they knock him out, and they escape. They go down there, and that's it. Then eventually they escape. Okay. Uh, Till Death Do Us Part, this is another uh, crazy one. They do a lot of Western themes. A lot of uh, bad guys wearing cowboy hats for some reason. Somebody must have been a big fan of the old Westerns. So they got to get out of this county because this girl is uh, uh, is a sorority sister. She hires the A-team, says, my sorority sister is in really trouble. There's this bad guy that wants to marry her but only for her money and so forth, okay? And so she's about to get married. So the A-team sneak in as chefs and as uh, the catering crew, and they break in. So uh, Murdoch disguises himself in the wedding gown, and that's what you see in the opening credits there. And uh, the BA comes out of the cake. Now, mind you... They fire a lot of bullets. They do. Let that sink in just for a second. And nobody gets hit. But Campbell said, I wanted this show to be like a Saturday morning cartoon. So nobody dies. You notice on like shows like G.I. Joe or Transformers in the show, nobody ever get hit. Nobody dies. Okay? So back to Death Do Us Part, which is episode 11, they... They do all these things. They jump into the back of a box truck and they escape. And then they get they get back to the van, and uh, they have to find a way to get out of this county because the sheriff is corrupt and so forth. So eventually, they escape, and they get the girl to a radio station. So, uh, they have her marry face, so she can't get married to the uh, bad guy. And then they have the marriage annulled. At the end, there's a big helicopter chase, and they drug B.A. with a, a hamburger. Now, mind you, I point this out only because of this. In The Greatest American Hero, they had a show, a, a reoccurring theme, where there was this hamburger place called Captain Belly Buster. Okay? And so 
they are kind of just making fun of fast food and their mascots and stuff like that. So they're all eating, you know, uh, these Captain Belly Buster hamburgers, and they give Murdoch a Captain Belly Buster hat. So the helicopter lands near a fueling station. I will return for my Captain Belly Buster hat, and they fly away. But then the helicopter crashes, and that's it. Everybody else gets hurt except for Mr. T, B.A. Baracus. And he said, what are you complaining about? You're the only one who didn't get hurt. And so don't mention the word itch because, you know, after a while your uh, band-aids start to itch, okay? Uh, the beast and the belly of the, of the boring. Uh, Hannibal plans uh, doing a skyjacking. Now, this is a pretty famous episode because they used a scene at the end of this episode from the movie Airplane, which is one of the greatest comedies ever. Remember that part where the guy says, he said, hey, where's the forklift? It's over there. And while he's pointing to it, the airplane crashes into one of the windows. Things like that. So they use that little scene uh, where the plane crashes into the window. So what happens is this. The A-team are supposed to try to keep this plane on the ground because a group of terrorists kidnap a bunch of people and are going to uh, uh, kill them. In the 80s, that was like a big thing. But of course, what are these bad guys after? They're not after anything else. They're after money. That's what they're after. They're after money and ransom. So they tell them they want to see the head of the airline, and he brings a ransom to them. So uh, Hannibal disguises himself as the head of the airline along with Face, and they sneak inside the airplane. Mr. T, B.A. Baracus, and Murdoch are in the flight crew. And they're trying to keep the airplane on the ground. And, of course, the bad guys take off when the airplane is fully fueled. So Mr. T has, like, an episode where he knocks out. He can't, like, for some reason he can't fly. And then eventually he wakes up, and they're in the airplane. Now, mind you, just like in any other, you can't fire a gun while you're in an airplane because it could depressurize the plane. So that's exactly what happens. And they say, but Murdoch is blinded. Oh, no. How are they going to land now? So Amy is the liaison between them and the control tower, and they're basically going to tell them to uh, uh, give them a false heading to crash into the ocean. Uh Uh-oh. But uh, since Murdoch can't fly at this point, uh, uh, they let uh, Hannibal. They said, well, Hannibal, you got all the experiences that I once held the yoke of a DC-9 once. Does that count? So eventually they talk to them, and they talk them down, and they fly the plane, and they show that little scene from Airplane. Okay, the last episode we'll cover here, and we'll continue with our Adventures of the A-Team in uh, further episodes. I might even interrupt this because we'll talk about Wakanda Forever, uh, the new Black Panther movie, and also Submariner makes an appearance in that. So a nice place to visit. Uh, Murdoch's family is held uh, hostage in an entire town in uh, Thrill. So the A-team arrived, and and now they're held hostage too, and how do they get out of it? Of course, Hannibal has a plan and gets them out of it. Okay? Uh, There's plenty more to, to come. But, yeah, what happens when a series changes? What happens when a major character, or a minor character for that matter, leaves the show, and what do you do next? 
Do you continue? Why does why did Amy leave the A team? Why would she leave a prominent show like that? Or are there other reasons? What happens when they try to replace a character? Does it work? And what happens when the show kind of goes off the rails and they start to change the show and make it different? Does it still work? And can you do a show like this today? Let me know in the comments below what you think. What do you think of the A-Team? You watch it in reruns? You wish it would come back? Do you really wish that those are days of yesteryear, Tuesday nights at NBC? I'll see you again on another Anto Nose.